Hello, welcome to Freedom Talk, where we talk the talk and walk the walk. Guys, it's Freedom Friday, and like I said before, we are doing way more walking the walk than we are talking the talk this season. Um, last season got us prepared. Um, we did a lot of talking. We did a lot of, you know, thinking about things, aha moments. And this season, we are putting things in into place, or, or we're walking the walk, so to speak. So today, our guest is um, our fi- our financial professional Roe and Roe is going to speak to us about our finances. She's going to talk to us about some very important things. Um, our relationship with our finances and some basic budgeting stuff. Um, basically we also talked about um, the specific situation of what's going on right now with um a lot of programs that some of you all have taken the government up on or taken um, um, people up on as far as your mortgage, your utilities, car payments and things. And so it's time to pay up for some of those people. What do you do now? We haven't gotten any further along in this quarantine pandemic situation. So what do you do? Um, and unless business is, is great for you, then you, you pay up. <laughs> but what if you cannot pay up? What if you are still in a place where you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from or you're still on unemployment and that's been cut back. And, you know, so wh- wherever you are, we have something for you. And as always, this is Freedom Talk, guys. So there is no guilt, no shame. Um, this is not um, an opportunity for you to feel like, man, that was stupid. I really blew it. Uh-uh. Freedom Talk is about figuring out where you are with with all honesty and then getting down to a solution and doing something that um, helps your personal growth and that helps you be the best version of you, your authentic self. So that's still our our mission (laughs) and and our vision with Freedom Talk is um, less bondage, more freedom. So, um, hey, we don't want this money to be something that keeps us in bondage so that is why it is very soothing that we talk about finances and Rose is going to talk about um like I said a lot of the questions that um I had and I know that you guys have about what to do right now so before we dig into this Um, conversation that Ro and I had I want you all to get a pen and pad and make sure that you are keeping notes and make sure that um, you're ready to be honest about where you need to start so I'm excited for you guys we all know that money is a tool and um, so I, I just think it's it's an opportunity for us to Again, be grateful and be thankful and um, use this tool to bless others and it ultimately blesses us. Um, So let's not be afraid of of our finances anymore. So we're going to get down to that in this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, This is Freedom Talk, guys. So this is not going to be your everyday, boring, 
um, lecture on money. No, this is about financial fitness and this is about the relationship that you have with your finances. So we want to make sure that we keep it tight. We want to make sure that it's healthy. So Rose is going to tell you about that, guys. And um, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. I love you guys. Until next time. Adios. You know, finances tend to be, I think, a little bit of a good and a bad bean in the bag, if you will. Mm, okay. So, like, we know, of course, we have to live and we have to be able to sustain. And in this in this world we live, it's by the the dollar, by money, mm-hmm. you know, for for some, of course, those with a spiritual background, I love the Lord. He is He is my saving grace. So me being um, someone who has a spiritual grounding, I depend mm-hmm. on a lot of prayer. I depend on faith and, you know, giving that reciprocity of giving and, and mm-hmm. planting those seeds. So for me, my relationship with money and I think in general there has to be a certain level of respect mm, and okay for for I think the greater community right mm-hmm. we tend to think I get up I have a job right this job pays me um and so it's gonna return a paycheck and then I mm-hmm. get that paycheck I pay my bills I buy groceries but what is your your level of respect or I would say your commitment or your moral standard to the mm-hmm. money? Because, you know, and, you know, Tammy, as we know, we have families, we have relationships with our girlfriends and we have relationships mm-hmm. with a coworker, perhaps. But I don't know that many people think about having a relationship, if you will, with money. And, yeah. and there it has to be, I think, a same level of respect across the board with just like anything else. You have a relationship, your car, you, you know, you make sure you get oil changes, you make sure you put gas in it and get the regular maintenance. Mm-hmm. And so we have to nurture our financial relationship in the same respect. So, yeah. you know, taking that approach where you're not just a paycheck. You're not just um, a means to to make sure I have something that I need, but I want to make sure that we go for the long haul, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I want to make sure that we are setting our, ourselves up to not just have money today, but in the future and maybe for my children's children, you know, make this a generational gift, if you will, or make mm-hmm. even something if you don't have children, a generational gift for yourself, you know, from mm-hmm. the age of 20 to the age of 80. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, with those things, I think, you know, it's important to take a step back and say, what is my current respect level to my finances? How do I treat my finances whether it be short term or long term, and how can I uh, curtail that? How can I renew that relationship 
just based on the circumstance that I'm in currently, nobody knew COVID was coming. Nobody yeah. was prepared for this. But now that I'm in this predicament of uncertainty in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. what can I do to create a better relationship here and, and make it work for me and my family going on, you know, in the long term? So <clears throat> these are some questions you may want to ask because, you know, um, one thing I did do was look up some numbers. Of course, I thought that would be healthy for this mm-hmm. conversation. Sure, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> um, according to debt.com, so uh-huh. they, they polled a little over 2,000 people age 18 and older over the 50 states. And you you might be surprised at this, Tammy, but okay. eight in 10 Americans use a budget which is actually up 10 percent from last year (laughs) well that i mean you know sometimes we when we have these crises we get forced into um you know paying more attention Mm -hmm. to like you said it's finances it's a tool so if you take care of it it'll take care of you and i think we're all starting to say "Ooh, i wasn't taking care of that baby and that baby didn't take care of me (laughs) when covid came or whatever you know yeah yeah Yeah. so that that's pretty good that that's more than i would have thought yeah that's what i thought (laughs) i was like this will probably be surprising to her and to the greater audience because I don't know that, you know, we may have great intentions to Mm -hmm. have a budget, right? And say, okay, I'm only going to eat out once a week this week. I'm only going to go shopping once a month. But in the reality is, do we actually stick to it? Do we hold ourselves accountable to it? Um, Something I thought was also surprising, too, is in this poll, 43% say they budget to increase savings and then followed by that is for debt purposes and then followed by that is for retirement. But mm-hmm. both men and women say they need to budget, but they don't because they don't make enough to have one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I can't wait for you to what? talk about this. Roll because one of my questions is ding 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 who needs a budget so get into it Ro yes. tell us about that budget who needs a budget well Tammy I think the the all classic question and I think we can all assume this safely is everyone needs a budget okay yes <laughs> yes yes and who can afford a budget I think that sometimes people say well I can't afford mm-hmm. to budget and so what do you say to that So I think everyone can afford to budget. You just have to be able to be honest with yourself and realistic Mm. with your own table. When you're sitting at a buffet, are you, are you prepared with the amount that is on this buffet to take Mm -hmm. in everything from it? Or are you going to say, let's be more realistic and I'm going to take from this end of the buffet, but I'm going to save the rest. I'm going to hold on to the rest. You know, everyone's Mm -hmm. financial situation is different. There's people who are just, you know, newlyweds. They're new couples. There's families with children that are three, three children or more. You know, um, you may be single. It may be just yourself. So Mm -hmm. you have to look at your own situation. And I think that's one key, Tammy, that 
you know, a lot of us kind of get caught up in is you're looking at your girlfriend's situation, mm -hmm. maybe has the Mercedes and she's carrying the Gucci bag and, or you may be looking at, you know, the married couple with the picket fence and the, and the nice, you know, rancher, but it, it, is that your situation? Yeah. So, um, you know, being honest with ourselves for one and two, once you realize where you are currently, what do I do with that? And is it realistic? So if you're making, I don't know, just as an example, $500 a, a week versus $5,000 a week, what mm -hmm. can I do within my $500? And does it make sense? And so as you start peeling back the onion, you may mm -hmm. come to th the realization that Maybe I shouldn't be in this apartment paying two hundred to two thousand dollars a month if yeah. I can I only make a thousand a week and I still have car payments and I have a student loan and I have so these are like very in your face decisions that you may have to curtail based on what you have realized is realistic. I think another point too is that a budget is not set in stone. So, yeah. Okay. That's you know, yeah. That's good. That's good information. Yes. Right. It's not because I'm maybe I'm single today and then I meet the man of my dreams tomorrow and we get married and by next year I'm pregnant. So now my budget has completely changed over because I've moved. I, I now have to buy things for this new baby, you know, so don't hold yourself to a certain budget it always should be flexible and be able to move itself through your life just as you do you know take it with you just just as you do anything else and and be realistic you know I think that is a, a huge stress point you have to be realistic um, in terms of where you want to be and and how you're set up currently and where you want to go with that so and you know what, Ro, I think um, to add on to that from a from a coaching counseling perspective, I think about, you know, doing the things that are tailored for your life, um, mm -hmm. such as, you know, I, I get the dirty looks a lot. Uh, you know, most of you all know I have two daughters. They're dancers and they're they're actors. So we do theater and we do dance. And that is is expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, People will say, you know, why would you spend that much money? Well, it, it's a give and take. I could have a small island somewhere on the amount of money that I've spent on dance. Right. But for our family, dance and theater is where we choose to put our money. Right. Um, and it works for us. And yes. like you said, and that is the season that we're in now. Mm -hmm. um, there have been times where, you know, I don't drive a really fancy car. My car's paid for. Yeah. And and I make that decision because, right. um, you know, that's one of the takeaways. Um, you just have to kind of um, move the scale up and down as needed. And you have to figure out what works for you. You know, I've used plans um and not to mention specific names, but where, you know, they'll say, oh, this percentage of your income should go towards this. This should go towards that. Well, my percentage for my, you know, um, I guess debt to income ratio, um, as far as our mortgage is kind of low. We don't live in a, a, a big fancy house, right. but we might be spending more in the entertainment <laughs> section because that's what we do. Yes. We do dance. We enjoy it. So, 
Um, I would say also, I think you were, you know, kind of saying that don't get too hung up on the shoulds or, you know, only this percentage should go towards that. Now, if you're coming up with 200%, well, that means you went over somewhere. So you got to cut back in some areas. That's right. But if it comes up to, okay, well, I can take a little bit from here and um, spend more there. If that works for our family right now, then that's what you do because you got to live with yourself. That's and right. you want to have a good relationship. And um, also another thing that I thought about is, wouldn't you say that that also determines the relationship with finances? If you feel like the mean budget monster is the reason why I can't drive this, you know, new BMW, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. then, you know, honestly, if you, if your budget is set up that it makes you unhappy <laughs> or it's not fulfilling to you or to your your goals or your your you know vision and mission or whatever the things you want to do in life if your budget is set up that it's not pleasing to you then it's gonna be um you know not such a good time when it's time to sit down and and do your bills and make your budget because you're thinking I don't have anything to look forward to I'm pinching pennies yeah so I I think that I've experienced that, you know, not being true to myself. So budgeting was, was, it was sad. And I was like, you know what? I can give myself more in this area if I'm not spending more in that area. So it's like exciting. I get to see how much I can spend on shoes this week mm-hmm. or whatever the case. You yeah. Know, you have to average in where you reward yourself too. So, um, and with yes. that point, Tammy, and I think that's the reason why you, you asked, you know, is there a budget? Is is that, does that make sense? And it does, as I said earlier for everyone, but I think there's two types of budgets. I think there's, and it very simply put in my, my own definition, it's a, a budget for those who have it and a budget for those who don't. And, okay. and when I say that, I mean, specifically, you can't compare your lifestyle of a millionaire to someone who has a, who's in a middle-class home or a middle-class situation, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so that millionaire may have a million dollars, but they still may have their internal budget to say, okay, I'm only going to go out and spend a hundred thousand on this Ferrari. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have the money but they have put themselves in a position to say, I plan on buying this beach home next week. And so therefore I'm only going to buy this vehicle for this year. Right. Versus someone who, as you know, I think we, we are talking about a little bit more today and, and the situation of COVID and that type of thing, those people who may be in a challenging situation. So the budget is based on, who gets what and what's first, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So we have to understand which budget am I on? Did did I win a million dollars on the lottery so now I can go buy whatever I want within this million dollars? Or am I in a situation where I was laid off last week? And so now I have to figure out, you know, will my rent get paid? So this goes back to the mindset and knowing our relationship with our finances, you have to change your mindset to adapt accordingly. And I think in the very worst case scenario, we should always set ourselves up to say, 
regardless if I have a lot of money or if I have a little money, I know Mm -hmm. what to do with it. Okay. Got it. Okay. (laughs) So now you're talking about like post COVID, I've noticed that a lot of the deferments are coming to an end. You know, I don't know why September, maybe it was six months. It was the magical month, but Mm -hmm. you know, everybody gave you until September um, to, to, um, defer your mortgage and car payments and utilities. And so now it's October. Ro, what, what should people do if they still are unemployed or laid off or their hours have been cut drastically? Where do you start? Who do you pay first? Do you make a phone call? So tell us about that. Okay. So I think that, there's a couple of situations in this, Tammy, too, is that um, you have to uh, first, again, assess your situation. So mm-hmm. did I have a savings before COVID? Did I just, you know, was I working paycheck to paycheck? Also, too, you may want to ask yourself, did I take those options that were available to me, like deferments for mortgage, deferments for student loans, um, even for car payments? Did I, you know, take those opportunities? So if you did, right, and Mm -hmm. let's take the scenario of maybe someone who is still having some challenges financially. Maybe they didn't get all their hours back or maybe they're laid off. Okay. You know, Um, In the situation with being uh, laid off or hours reduced, there's always, of course, the opportunity for unemployment. So you definitely want to tap into that um, Mm -hmm. if it is available to you. Um, Also, too, with that, make sure you're looking at the different states that you are, um, I would say, attached to because you may live in one state but work in another. Okay, yeah. rules around that in terms of who you would file for that unemployment. Um, So make sure you check out those details. Okay. Um, Also, though, you want to always focus on, I would call it the SMUT, if you will. Okay. (laughs) And SMUT is an acronym for Shelter, Meals, Utilities, and Transportation. So that is your very, very first I would say focus when it comes to um, making sure that the necessities are met. So, um, you know, you have these other things, of course, going on, but you you have to have somewhere to stay. And, and, you know, transportation doesn't necessarily mean a car payment, but it could mean, you know, a bus pass, a train pass, something like that. Yeah, or your Uber or whatever it is. Yeah, got it. So, um, you know, once you can... Um, set yourself up in a position to do well from that standpoint. And maybe you need to talk to your landlord. I know for Jersey specifically, they had um, something in place when COVID first was, um, um, you know, we first were aware of COVID that Mm -hmm. the landlord was required to allow you to use your security deposit for a payment of your rent if you were out of work and you were not able to make that payment okay. and they were not allowed to hold that against you if you will so also there were plans in place for there's deferments for your rent so you know mm-hmm. if you were not able to make the first next months or a couple of next months you could be able to have that flexibility as well so you know with all of this 
uh, the key thing is communication. You have to talk to these creditors and these people that you are responsible to pay to. They will never know your situation unless you get on the phone or you reach out and make some type of story. Tell them your situation so that they can set up the best options for you or at least present them. Um, and so once you have those bases covered, mm-hmm. um, then you prioritize your bag bills. So in, in normal cases, as a financial professional, especially if you're trying to pay down your debt, I would suggest paying off credit cards with the highest interest rate first. In mm-hmm. this particular situation, I would say a little differently that we want to go with that credit card payment with the lowest payment the lowest payment due at this time because we want to protect the integrity of paying on time. So, okay. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. as, as much as we want to make sure we're paying our debts down and paying them off, pay your minimum um, and use that surplus that maybe you had paid in the, in the past to pay Mm -hmm. the credit card down to put either toward another bill that's outstanding um, mm-hmm. Or put a, aside that savings, that emergency fund, which I will tap on next because I know in most people's minds they're like, "Who's trying to save money when yeah. I'm <laughs> having it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is still important to save something. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's ten dollars, five dollars save something okay yeah there's a lot of i would say um great online bank uh banks that they have set up recently and the benefit to these online banks is that they are able to pay a higher yield to the customer because they don't have a brick and mortar and because they okay. pay less expenses when it comes to marketing and advertising, so they can give that back to the customer. And so there's uh, several banks. Uh, CFG Community is one. Um, CIT Bank is another. You can set up a savings account online, and that money can be drafted from your account. Um, and you don't see it. That's the best thing about it. You kind of forget about it until you mm-hmm. know you really need it. And it's really earning a decent interest rate on your savings. So, you know, put something aside because there's going to be that day where maybe perhaps the refrigerator is completely empty. But if you have even $20 set aside, that might be enough to feed your children and, you know, put some food on the table in the very Mm -hmm. worst circumstances, of course. So um, put some money aside. Um, I will also say to use coupons. They are still oh, out yeah. there in the newspaper. <laughs> yes. I was on a little coupon kick one time and see, I'm a, you know, I can get a little over, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> so it was like taking over my life, but I guess you mean in this, in a sensible way where, you know, clip a little coupon here and there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it'll help out with your um, grocery bill. And some um, grocery stores, they double yes. the coupons on Absolutely. certain days. They might triple, you know. So, yeah, that's cool to check into that, too. That definitely, you know, adds to um, helping to out that budget. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, with that, Tammy, I think we have become accustomed a little bit to just, you know, I'm going to run out 
at least I can speak for myself. I, mm-hmm. I tend to shop once a month and I just get all the goodies and the yummies and the fun stuff that I want because it's just me. Mm-hmm. However, if you're in like in a family situation to, I would say, stretch the dollar, you might want to start planning maybe weekly dinners and make mm-hmm. it very clear. That way there's very little waste. You know, we're going to have spaghetti on Monday. We're going to have chicken and veggies on Wednesday. We'll do pizza on Friday. And because you've already had it planned in your mind, you're going to go to the store and buy a pack of noodles and spaghetti sauce and meat. You know what I mean? You're not going to. Bro, that is, I'm like cutting you off because (laughs) that is something I learned the hard way. Spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on groceries, sometimes in one week. And I would have food in the refrigerator, you know, that it went to waste because I was not using good time management. So it was killing my budget. And then I would end up doing this. Here's the ultimate row. I would end up buying groceries because I was determined to make it happen, but I had no plan. So I ended up eating out anyway. Yeah. So it was like, I paid for groceries. So then I got to a point where I had to be honest with my budget and said, I'm not going grocery shopping because I know it ain't going to happen this, this That's week. Right. I know I'm not cooking this week. It's a rough dance week or we have competition or whatever the case. So I would just say, okay, I'm only allotting this amount to, you know, our, our eat out budget for dinner. Um, and, and I would just do that instead of, fooling myself yeah. so there's that honesty again yes it being is. honest about am I gonna cook this week or are we gonna eat out you know on certain days and, and yeah that definitely does help I know you got some amens on that one because <laughs> <laughs> that is the story of my it, sad little trying to cook life it, but I'm it, learning it's yours and mine too I mean I'll be the first you know I'm very honest and I have a bag of spinach <laughs> in the fridge right now that has been waiting for me patiently to make now it's starting <laughs> to get ooey gooey so now guess who's having spinach for dinner tonight Rosina yeah because, <laughs> <laughs> because yes. we don't want to waste we, we're trying our yeah. To kind of just conserve it from the just the greater picture of this, you know, imagine how much money you can save if you say, I am going to stick to this very specific meal plan for the week. And I and that that extra dollar that you would have spent on some some fun foods, I would say can go to that light bill or go to the water bill or whatever it is. Yes. To get those bills down now that, yeah, yeah, COVID is over as far as um, (laughs) the the power company is concerned and it's time to pay up and you've got, you know, $1,200, $1,500 worth of um, electric bills. Yeah. You need to pull from somewhere. So that is a very good point. Yes. Very good point. You know, the other thing too with that to your point Tammy is that these companies are still very very generous about different programs and and flexibilities mm-hmm. that are out there but if you have the money to pay on it even if it's a small amount pay on it even though the mm. option to not have to pay is still available make some some type of payment toward it to lessen the burden when it comes to you maybe having to pay that one lump sum at least you yeah. paid something toward it um 
about part one. Is Roe amazing or what? So easy to listen to, so intriguing, and um, I mean, I just really enjoy her wisdom. It is so comforting and encouraging. So guys, I hope that you are really taking this in. I hope it's blessing your life in your pocket, guys. <laughs> Bless those pockets. I love what we've talked about so far. Um, as far as these, the relationship that you have with your finances. So guys, Roe has got more information coming up in part two. What I wanted to do is, um, this was one uh, conversation, but I wanted to split it up because so many of you all say that what one of the things that you enjoy about this podcast is the time. So I want to be respectful of that and give you guys what you ask for. So I'm giving you what you ask for, but please guys, please check out part two. You do not want to miss the rest of this conversation. Again, Ro always knocks our socks off, gives us some wisdom, gives us some encouragement. I am going to do some of these things. I am guilty, guilty, guilty as charged for not um, having the best relationship with my finances um, all the time. So I'm going to dig into some of that stuff too, but this is part one. I hope you enjoyed it and guys go on and um, get your mind right for part two. We'll see you on the other side of this budget conversation. I love you guys. Enjoy your week. And as I always say, freedom talk, freedom walk. Love you.